When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. It's the holiday season. If you want to support Greg and I through the holidays, whether it's leaving a gift under our tree or air your grievances, uh, you should go to patreon.com slash Blue Shirts Breakaway today to get access to our BSBOT episodes, ad-free episodes, and much, much, much more. And you get to support us who do this stupid show every single week about the Rangers, a team that I think might be good. It might be good. No guests today. Uh, it is Christmas Eve as Greg and I record this, and other people have families. How rude of them. So Greg and I will be going an hour straight on just all things Rangers, answering some questions of yours, and, uh, I don't know, talking about how the team is could be good. So without further ado, here's Mark Messier. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. It's Christmas Eve. Greg, how are you? Had a weird dream last night. Okay. I love when people tell me Didn't prep you for this at all. (laughs) Well, that's most podcasts. We were at a holiday party. A a, The waiver wire holiday party. All of us were there. So people that Uh, don't know this, we've had a bro group chat for the last, I don't know, 14 years called the waiver wire. There you go. Continue. Yeah. Everybody went into a different room except me and Joe Binks. Joe Binks robbed me at gunpoint. This is one of the most inside baseball <laughs> blue shirts breakaway uh, opens of all time. <laughs> of all Rob- time. Robbed me at gunpoint, man. I, Joe Binks, uh, by the way, very nice person. Maybe the <laughs> sweetest man I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> okay. Are you feeling all right? I guess is the question. Are you ready to podcast? I, 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 what could it mean? I, I I just don't know. And then when everyone came back into the room, we all weren't even angry that Joe Binks robbed me at gunpoint. We just felt bad that he didn't ask for help. Like we would have just given him, we would have just given him the money. It would have been fine. You were like, oh, well, at least you did it to Greg. That's good. Well, no, it was just like, oh man, I wish I knew he was struggling. We all could have pitched together and got him something. We all could have helped him. It's the Christmas spirit. Yeah, no, uh, robbed me at fucking gunpoint. Unbelievable. Unbelievable uh wow jinx there um new york rangers i guess uh it's funny because we have no guests today i I do have like one pre-planned segment and going over the last two games uh last week on bsbot we talked about how the rangers beat the leafs i'm pretty convincing fashion to be honest and then uh lose to the oilers 4-3 in a scoreline that doesn't make makes it look much closer than it actually was and then beat the sabers and found a way to do that after a chris Kreider and mika zavinajad jump air uh, photo-esque uh, celebration at the end of the game. Uh, the team is very good. They currently stand, I believe, number one in the NHL in points as of last night when they won the game. Uh, they they have pretty much every stat you could want. They are, we, we said, talk to us at Thanksgiving. It is now Christmas. They are playing without Philip Heedle, who we do not, do not know when we return. We'll get to that later. Capo Caco, who seems like he will return in the next two months. They have played... Uh, through injuries, they've played months without Igor Shesterkin. They've played without Adam Fox. And yet, 
They are still the best team in the league. What can we even complain about? <laughs> Let's start there. Like, do we want to do 20 minutes on Gerard Glant? Do we want to talk about Laviolette? Do we want to talk about how great the coaching staff has been? The bromance that is Kreider and Zabinajad, uh, of which we've got to watch unfold over the years. I kind of went back in the archives a little bit. I, I mean, I don't know if you if you really remember. Or I'm sure you do. Others out there, the Chris Kreider trade rumors. There was that final video where they did the final hug on the ice. Like, this could be the last one. And it's been five years since that. They've still, they're still together. They're the best man at his wedding. Everything's awesome. Greg, where do you want to start? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I got robbed at gunpoint in my dreams last night, and you're starting to ask me questions like these. I haven't been awake long enough to really contemplate the meaning of the world. I, I don't know. What is there to complain about? Well, I, it's amazing. You- so there, there are two things that happened during the NHL season that I find absolutely fascinating. Uh, one, every week, the fan base finds a new forward they want to trade for, even when we don't even know if a trade is humanly possible. And it blows my mind. The the fickle nature in which we identify players we want the Rangers to trade for. Uh, off the top of my head, players that have been the trade of the week candidate, Pavel Buchnevich, Anthony Duclair, Frank Vitrano, Elias Lindholm, um, Jake Gensel this week was really fun. Uh, it It's kind of mind-blowing how we do this. Kevin LeBanc has been there for sure. It I don't know. I find that frustrating. But I don't. It's like me complaining about other people trying to think of a hypothetical that won't work. And then the other thing is Ranger fans have been able to identify the – well, things are going great, but there needs to be one player I I destroy and complain about this week just to m- make sure everybody feels humble. Well, we, well, Igor Shosturkin was like Vince. We were on Vince's podcast, yeah. And the what was it? Twenty minutes of Are we worried about Igor Shosturkin? And it was unequivocally no the entire time. <laughs> Vince, <laughs> Absolutely not. Vince asked if I was worried about Igor Shosturkin, and I went on a. a diatribe about how social media is destroying mankind uh, <laughs> yeah, the intricacies of society you've noticed ryan lindgren is that player this week he is um i think blake wheeler has been that player before it igor, will now be schneider by the way for this next week uh igor was that we we certainly had mika in that zone for a little bit it, it's incredible it Listen, because he had like 16 points, by the way, in the last like 10 games, something. Like I know. That. I ridiculous. mean, he did stink at the beginning of the year. I, there stopped. are some things yeah. that are warranted. Um, Blake Wheeler did too. And Blake Wheeler is, is humming along right now. And he was just starting to have a down period, but he's, it's, it's the extreme at which people talk about players that go through their week of struggling. Like the Ryan Lindgren conversation this week. Listen, it's going to be a topic over the summer. Do the Rangers extend Ryan Lindgren? How much money is Ryan Lindgren going to make? How many years would you give Ryan Lindgren? Is this a guy that's going to age gracefully? Blah, blah, blah. But the visceral nature in which people were ready to throw Ryan Lindgren to the curb, I want to make sure that the people who were quickest to throw Ryan Lindgren to the curb are also the quickest to remind you that the Rangers lose every time he comes out of the lineup. And I figured, or at least, was impressed by how deaf they are to their own narrative. 
And I find that interesting every time. There is, like, is there a Ryan Lindgren conversation? Yeah, there is. And, I mean, we will be harping a lot on what he should be getting for the New York Rangers this summer. Uh, I would say he's taken a step back this year. I would also say that Adam Fox, since his injury, has not been 100%. No shit. Like, that, that's, that's where I, I come for that one. Like, yeah, Adam Fox isn't fully healthy. But he's still Adam Fox. And, like, 85% of Adam Fox is still a top five defender in the NHL. And Ryan Lindgren has taken a lot of nasty hits this year. I, he's getting older. I know he's still very young. But the metrics, and you know how this goes, blue bar good, red bar bad. And as soon as red bar bad, everyone posts red bar. And then all of a sudden, it's like, is Ryan Lindgren bad? Like, no, it's not bad. Kind of still a small sample size. Only 32 games this season. He's been exposed in some ways. He's left himself open in some ways. But it's not like I would... Would you say Ryan Lindgren has been a weak point of this team? Has there ever been a game where you're like, man, Ryan Lindgren, he's a problem. Like, we, we got <laughs> to figure this out. I, 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 there's never been a time this season where I'm watching a game and, you know, Ryan Lindgren's been exposed. But no players are going to be perfect. It's, it's you know, if everyone was Connor McDavid, we would be, and even he had a down period this year. We'd it'd be a boring league. So, yes, Lindgren, Lindgren has been exposed multiple times. But it's not like I think he's been... I don't know, a sieve, a, a, a sieve rather. My apologies. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Well, yes, you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, no, at the same time, I don't think, I say this knowing the New York Islanders are second in the Metro with a losing record, but you don't, you don't get to have the best points percentage in the NHL when there's a clear and obvious problem on your roster every night by Christmas. It's, it's one thing to ride a couple lucky breaks and lucky bounces through Thanksgiving. There's been enough of a sample size this year where if there was a critical flaw with the New York Rangers, buddy, we would have identified it by now. And they're just... Guys are allowed to have bad weeks. I, I We've said this on the show before. There have been weeks where Aaron Judge is like one for 12 and he's human. There are weeks where... Pete Alonso strikes out more than he gets on base. There are weeks where it's hard to do Zach, this with our Zach football Wilson, teams. Uh, no, no. <laughs> offensive player of the week. And then. Okay. No, but there are, there are weeks where we contemplate whether Julius Randle is even a good basketball player, let alone one of the better players in the league. I know. And then it's like all of a sudden he's a NBA all-star. Yeah, and, and then he's all- averaging 25, 14, and 8 or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, We're like, oh, yeah, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I guess he's yeah, good basketball. Sports are cyclical. I'm sure, Ryan, you've had good weeks at your job, and I'm sure you've had bad weeks at your job. I'm and so I'm happy sure- you say this. I'm sorry because people don't this is what's so funny to be like yeah are you fucking awesome at your job every week like (laughs) no (laughs) I'm not like some weeks I'm hot and some weeks I am not hot and and everyone does this but then when we do sports they're like how come he's not the best every single night is he even trying like you show up to your job right (laughs) like there there are some days you just have to go through the motions like you, you just have to do it when I was in news there were weeks where I was like damn this newscast, fucking humming. This is great. I'm having the day of my life. Show's done early. Everything's great. My reporters are in position. And then there are other weeks where you are fucking punching a clock. And you're just like, screw it. Our top story today, a dog crossed the road. What does it mean? Who cares? I don't want to be here. <laughs> and it's, it, 
we all have them. I just, it, yeah, it's crazy that like Ryan Lindgren, because he plays hockey, he's not allowed to look at it as a profession. So therefore he's not allowed to have a bad week. And he's not even had a bad week. He's gotten lit the fuck up. Yeah, like sometimes multiple, three times. Yeah, and listen, he's the bionic man. I get also it. Also scored last yeah, night for Buffalo, right. So okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's just we're just a we're 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 a strange breed, sports fans. Where you know whatever we have is never good enough, and if our team's playing well, yeah, but there has to be someone that isn't, and we do this every time. And I'm I'm using this pagan holiday of yours to call it out you should i mean christmas is it's it's more of a capitalism holiday so that's not here or there not my religion Um, that's true uh i i did have one little segment plan and we're gonna do this right now okay um i know i'm sorry my apologies (laughs) on on friday uh, or last week we kind of talked about who are the least talked about rangers Mm. Uh, so i asked you know the good old twitter.com um and I got over 150 responses. I think it was like 170 or some shit. Jeez. And I, ca- I counted every single submission of who, who people thought were not talked about enough. Do you have a guess at the top three? Uh, is, is, it, is it an ironic top three? No, it's a pretty good top three. I, I think one of them is like a player we do talk about a lot, you and I specifically. Mm. But I, I thought it was pretty well-rounded. There is one player that was not mentioned. Only a single player did not get one vote. Do you want to take a guess at that? That we don't talk about enough? Yes. Quick? Oh, no, that, that is talked about enough. Quick? Like that? No, it was not quick. It was Alexi Lafreniere. Oh, Only sure. player to not get a vote about who was not talked about enough. God. Well, you know what? If we were asking people who's the best softball player on the team. <laughs> Lafreniere would be that player. So the three players were not talking about enough? Is, is the yep. question here? That is correct. And I, 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 I voted, I counted them all up, and they were the, by far the top three. By uh, far. I'm going to guess, okay, so this, this isn't players I think you and I nope, aren't talking is, about enough. It's just general fans on the internet. Will Cooley? Will Cooley was not. He was towards the bottom, actually. Wow. I know. Well, fans suck. Only um, three votes for Will Cooley. Blake Wheeler? Not there. Not there. Jacob Truba? Number three, that is correct. Okay, we're not talking about him enough. Yeah, is the, and I'm, I'm taking that as a good thing. Finally, that is correct. It's <laughs> actually it was, there were some negative comments throughout it. Some negative comments on, "Hey, does Fox Fox does look a little step behind to you?" Yes, of course. Uh, Ryan Linger getting exposed a little bit. Yes, of course. Uh, and there was a couple other here or there, like you know, Filipino, how it concerned you, Capacago, how it concerned you, stuff. But for the most part, everything else was positive. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Truba's having a great year. The other two, I think, are pretty obvious. I feel like what... we mentioned that Truba's having a great year pretty often, though. It's, it's not us. It's just what okay. general people feel are not talked about enough. All right, the little like, people. Who... Got it. Totally. Correct. Yeah. Who needs who needs more uh, shine is, is what they're, I guess, would put it. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to just give you the top two? No. Uh, I okay. want to name every player on the Ranger until, Rangers until I get this correct. Okay, number two is Gus. <laughs> We're not talking about Eric Gustafson enough. <laughs> and every, one is... every week we slob that knob, baby. Yeah, number one is the, our, our number one slob knob, which is Jimmy Vc. <laughs> we slob the shit out of Jimmy Vc. This is your your Twitter followers are a very interesting pull, like behind the curtain, where it's clear that a lot of people don't listen to the show. 
because yes. I don't know how those are your top two. Every day you come on this podcast being like, I will take it up the ass for Chris Drury because of this Jimmy VC contract. This Jimmy VC contract is one of the best things that ever happened to me personally. It's like my wedding, <laughs> buying a house. Wedding, the Jimmy wedding, VC the wedding isn't number one in that top two. By the <laughs> no, way, it's not. You you come on the show being like, I believe in God because Jimmy VC signed this ridiculous contract. Oh, it's, it's very similar. Yeah, it was. That's kind of how I feel. You, yeah. yeah. The Virgin Mary is Chris Drury giving birth to that contract in your eyes. I just don't know how the negotiations went down. He's like, "Are you sure? <laughs> like, you really want to sign this?" You were, and you could. One of the craziest parts about the season is we were talking about criticisms earlier. I, I think Jimmy VC should be getting a little more top of line time. All right, that's crazy. Stop. That's enough. Okay, all you're, right. You're good. Blake Wheeler's playing great, and you're like, you know what? Oh, I think no. the. I think the top I, I, line should be different. Uh, what I mean is third line. That's kind of what I mean. Not like top line. Like he should be in the top nine. My apologies. I know, but I do you feel like the I feel like the fourth line, quote unquote fourth line, plays more than the third line. They do. And they play a very unique style that uh it's kind of a fourth line we haven't had in a while. Remember we had to recover <laughs> Brett Howden for a long time and then he got good? That was kind of wild. It's kind of a fourth line like we haven't had in a while. Oh, so you mean good? Yeah, like, uh, you know, well, they have a specific determined role, whereas we yeah. haven't really had coaching, yeah, it's not, I it's not just saying. Yeah, it's not just three veterans put on a bottom line, hopefully <laughs> that can do something. It's not just, like, three something. minimum guys, like, hey, we'll get there and figure it out. Yeah. It, like, uh, uh, Pitlick was mentioned a couple times as well on the not talked about list, and I, that's one I can get, agree with. And they talk, oh, <laughs> but what do, you, what do we say about Tyler Pitlick? Boy, he put in another shift today. Yeah, it's pretty much like, hey, his forecheck is really excellent comparatively to a lot of other players. Like, yeah, you're right. Fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's just, he's he's the, the 11th or 12th man. We talk about the 11th or 12th man as much as we should, which is not at all. This, I mean, this is a bad example, but this would be me coming on the podcast being like, Joey Wendell. Let's have a conversation. We have that done that. <laughs> I know. Yes, I know. That's why it's a bad example. But... <laughs> That has happened. It's like Austin Adams. Is he the guy? That's, that uh, would be me coming on this show being like, we need to lead off with Tyler Pitlick. No, but he, he has been good. You're right, though. The, the fourth line has it has an identity for the first time in a long time. We're, I, I, <laughs> just, I just good at hockey. They're fine. Well, it's like when, Ty, when Tyler Mott was here, he, he was sort of the fourth line identity, right? It, well, wasn't, it wasn't the fourth line. That he was the fourth line. I think he was the only guy on it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It was like Tyler Mott and friends, and then figure it out. This one is it's a utility fourth line that actually gets strategically used, which is very, very strange. Well, it's just when those three guys are on the ice, you don't feel like the Rangers are icing the three worst players on the ice. I know. It is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the top three. I thought that was at least interesting from a fan perspective. <laughs> Eric Gustafson. We're not talking about Eric Gustafson. I think he's like, what is he, third in the Metro of power play points or some shit? If you know, did it's... one of your stupid word clouds... I think uh -huh. Eric and Gustafson would be two of the five biggest words in that word cloud. He's, well, I mean, if Chris Drury gets him to sign a contract, we uh, believing in God is not enough. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else to do. That is, that is as far as it goes. Hey, one question we got, I asked uh, Twitter followers today as well. Mm. Twitter followers are providing a lot of content for this show. Mm. Um, what we should be talking about that question wise for today. Uh, and I'm not, I'm going to read some later, but one that came up, I thought that was interesting was, do you think it's worth to at least explore uh, like a Jones Gustin pairing for like a game or two? Not really. No. You think because Schneider is going to be the guy there kind of no matter what? No, I, I think Gustafson Jones, I just think the pairing's a little too redundant. Um, 
the, I, I think Jones at his best is a light version of Gustafson. And part of the reason Schneider, I think, feels most at home when he plays with Gustafson is because Schneider can do what he feels most comfortable doing in his game. Yeah, he has offensive burst, absolutely. But I don't know if it's the Gerard Gallant drilling this in his head or if he feels this is the role he simply has to play. One of the things that makes the Rangers pairings in my head so great is it feels like there are defined roles and responsibilities for each player in the pair. And if you put Gustafson with Jones, I just think it would be almost two guys trying to do the same thing a little too much. And I, I, I don't know. It, it, I, also, I just, I, I, I get it. Schneider, I think, is the player that his highs are high, his lows are low, and he's probably the most mercurial ranger in my eyes so far this season. But I just like him with Gustafson a lot more than the idea of Jones with Gustafson. I just don't know if they don't have the puck. I don't know if Jones is the guy I want trying to defend. Yeah, it's not. he's not really a stay-at-home guy. It's, no, it's, and it's creation. Yeah, and it, Jones, it really feels like every time someone comes out of the lineup and Jones slides in with Schneider, it takes like two games for them to remind each other how they play together. And those two games where they're trying to figure it out again are usually rough. It's funny. I, I, I think in certain situations, especially with Gerard Gallant behind the bench, again, uh, drink because I mentioned his name, like when Schneider got benched, versus uh, Buffalo for pretty much passing it directly to Igor, then it going off and then them scoring. I didn't really take it as a punishment. I, I, I know he was benched the last 13 minutes, but he looked pretty frazzled. Uh, and Adam Fox even went over and, you know, tapped him. I was like, hey, man, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. We're, we'll still win this game. We'll figure out a way. But I kind of saw, saw it as, I'm just not going to play that guy First of all, because he made a mistake, but I don't really see it as a punishment, more as, hey, this guy's super frazzled and we need to win this game. We can't have another mistake like that happen. We'll just coach it up in the, uh, you know, in the off days. No big deal. And I, look, I'm not there. I have no idea. But usually I would take that as a punishment. And I, for the first time, and I'm not sure why, I, I'm not taking it that way. I didn't know. Not only did I see it the way you saw it, again, it's important to remind people that Braden Schneider is the sixth best defenseman on the New York Rangers. And I say that again, not as an insult, but when the Rangers are in a position where they feel like they absolutely need to score goals and they're trying to shorten their lineup and shorten their bench, usually the guy that gets left out are your bottom three forwards and your last defenseman, usually your last two defensemen. But again, the Rangers fifth best defenseman is one of Ryan Lindgren or Eric Gustafson. And you're like, you're good. You're not going to take him out of the lineup. I don't know what else to tell you. That's such an insane thing to say. (laughs) I mean, Ryan Lindgren last year was a bona fide first-line defenseman by all analytics everywhere. And yes, he's having a little bit of a down year, but to him to be like, oh, what's our fifth-best option? It's like, oh, it's Ryan Lindgren. Like, oh, cool. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) I just like, I can't. The last time I remember it being this deep is like, you know, McDonough, Girardi, Klein, like whole thing. Mm -hmm. Stahl. There you go. That was, that's that's the last time it was this deep. And it's it's just this time it's um, maybe the defense overall isn't as good, but the the overall defenseman puck moving ability and offensive upside from this 
from this squad is just night and day better. You know, it's crazy. You know, it's a defensive pair we haven't talked about in a long time. What's that? Brendan Smith and Brady Shea. Look, they were really good for like 20 games. Now one of them's a forward. It's true. Still a forward. Well, he was a forward with us too. I know. But God, it's just so funny. It is. This is the good time of year to reflect and be like, remember when we did that? But seriously, remember when all Elaine Vino, Elaine Vino had to do was play Brendan Smith and Brady Shane in overtime and the Rangers probably would have beat the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Who knows if they would have beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, but we would have been there. <laughs> we would have been there. If it's the Rangers, sickening. now there's a what if, if Vino wins that series and the Rangers make the Eastern Conference Finals, does that buy him an extra year? Ooh, that's a good what if. That's a good one. Uh, no. I think, I think, ooh. Kind of how we know how the Rangers organization works. Once the mind is made up, the mind is made up. And I think, I don't think the mind was made. The next year, the Rangers cratered and they sold everything, which is when they made up their minds. But would they have sold everything if the previous year they made the Eastern Conference Finals and was one of the last four teams left? I think the crater would have happened no matter what. So I think that was their last shot to really win. I, but I, I just, I think Jeff Gorton's a much more patient man than Chris Drury. Remember, David Quinn would have been the coach the first Gallant year if Gorton didn't get fired. He wasn't he going was. anywhere. You're right. I, th- I think they were going to stick with Quinn. And then, obviously, everyone cleans house because of the letter and some other stuff that happens. Uh, not ever fully reported, but... Davidson gets fired, and uh, one of my best takes of all time is that he's bad. And then uh, Gorton obviously goes up to Montreal, and I think he's doing an okay job with them, but I'm not like in love with what he's doing with the Canadians either. Well, and I mean, we, that, meanwhile, that I roster was mostly set before Gorton even got there. Like, there aren't a lot no, of players that Gorton has acquired on that team. He also has a lot of work to do and waiting for certain contracts to expire. They're going to have to give him serious time, and I'm not sure they will. We finally got Josh Anderson, though. I know. Thank God. After all those years, Brooksy. <laughs> all of those years. We're going to have Brooks back on. we got to talk about that soon. Um, any other topics before we like take a quick break and get back to five stars? Any other Some topics? Other stuff? Yeah, we're halfway through the episode. We're, are we doing what gifts are we getting the New York Rangers after this? Uh, I think there is a question like who gets to open the presents first. <laughs> are, you a Christmas, <laughs> are you a Christmas Eve or Christmas Day kid? Uh, day kid. Yeah, mm. I'm, a day, I'm a day man. This is, is what they say. Wow. It, I, I, there was always like the one Christmas Eve gift. You get one, what? like a teaser, sort no. of an appetizer. What? Look, I didn't have a dad, Greg. What do you want? <laughs> like, it was like, we're making up for it here. You get one gift early. Hmm. And that, that's, that was it. So Interesting. All right. all right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with some questions from Twitter and also from Five Star Questions. And we'll, we'll finish out the episode with some holiday cheer and talk about how we were right about Yamamoto going to the Dodgers. All right. Transition. Folks. Merry Christmas to my members of the tribe. Happy movies and Chinese food. You've heard me talk about it many times. So you're going to hear me talk about it one more time. This time in ad form, we're betting the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you're going to have the DraftKings Sportsbook and you're not making the Adam Fox over 0.5 power play points on a nightly basis, I don't know what else to tell you. And I got to tell you again, the Fitz Amendment is doing great things for everyone out there as well. Fox. Zabanajed, Kreider, over half a power play point, make some money. How can you make money? Allow me to tell you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BSB. 
new customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. And if you're making those power play bets, that's $5 becoming $10 becoming more. That's code BSB only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. A very specific time. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope and why in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire again 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and Responsible Gaming Resources, NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. I can't believe I had to read that part, but listen, that is the breaks. Hey, yo, I'm here to tell you about TickPick, the presenting sponsor of Blue Shirts Breakaway all season long. Is your resolution for the 2024 new year to go to more Rangers games? What about go to more concerts? What about go to anything with tickets? That's right. You can use TickPick. No fees. It has the best deals for you available and the price you see is the price you get. I love using the deal feature to say, like, is this an A-plus deal, or are these tickets overpriced? TickPick lets me know. Now, I'm being honest here for a minute. I get a lot of messages from you people on Twitter saying, what is the code for TickPick? It is BlueShirts15. That's right, BlueShirts15. That gets you $15 off any order over $99 on TickPick. So if you're going to a Ranger game and you want to use TickPick, just use the code BlueShirts15, you get $15 off for your purchase. That's exclusive to Blue Shirts Breakaway. It's all season long. It's one of the best deals they hand out. They don't tell a lot of people. So use it. Use the code. Support TickPick. No fees. The price you see is the price you get. Back to the show. And we're back. All right. Welcome our guest today. It's called Five Star Questions and Twitter Questions. Uh, if you want to leave some five-star questions, you can... Go to our Patreon, subscribe today, live a little happy holiday cheer, and we will read your questions on the show as we do. Uh, This is from AZK. What do you call coffee you brew in the house? This is mostly to see if I get Ryan to say brune right. Fuck you, man. (laughs) You did say it right, by the way. Damn, bro. He got me so bad. I didn't read the question beforehand. Dude, what? This is another Ryan pronunciation question. This is from Adam Furlong. Uh, is it hyperbole to say that Bruins is the easier word that Ryan can't pronounce correctly? Okay, guys. Uh, I was, I'll, real... just, I'll just say this, since I also just read a DraftKings ad that people just listen to. Uh, yes. Or unless you listen on Patreon, which, by the way, you don't get ads. Free. You subscribe. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I had a six-leg hockey parlay yesterday. I went five for six, and the one that fucked me were the Bruins. And I feel like they continue to do this to me. Do you think Bruin fans are freaking out the exact same way Ranger fans freak out when they lose the Oilers? No. Um, Boston fans are interesting. I don't think they realize truly that it's hockey season until football season's over. Though maybe because the Patriots have been so bad this year I mean, that they've at bad. least contemplated. But the Patriots are also so bad that now they're rooting for losses in order to get Caleb Williams. And I do. I think if you ask the Boston fan, just all sport Boston fan right now, what is priority number one? It's get Caleb Williams. 
And then, so when football season ends and they know where they are in the draft, they'll be like, oh, yeah, the Bruins, how are they doing? Oh, they're at the top of the Atlantic. Interesting. Wonder how we got there. Do-do-do. And then they'll spend February and March trying to figure out whether they should be panicking or not. And then just as soon as they figure out whether they should be panicking about the Bruins or not, usually the Red Sox have done something stupid by then. And it can distract their gaze a little bit. Uh, this is a stupid question because we're mostly a New York-based podcast, but do you think the Red Sox are last in rankings in Boston right now? Just, hmm. just overall Oh, we didn't interest. even mention the Celtics, and it's a basketball town. Uh, it is. Uh, and the Celtics are very good. Obviously, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, et cetera. No, I honest to God think the Bruins are last. I think the That's, Bruins are wow. of the least concern in Boston. Just because they're generally good and wait to the playoffs and then figure it out from there? Yeah. Tell me if it's real. Yeah, I think... Boston fans are most fair weather with the Bruins where like Boston fans need you to know what the Red Sox are doing at every time. So if you're asking me which of the four Boston teams is the worst, currently it's the Red Sox by a mile. But I think Boston fans inherently care more about the Red Sox than they do the Bruins. So therefore, while they are the worst team, in the area, I do think they generate more headlines than the Boston Bruins. They, they do. I think you're right. It's funny because I, I think we look at this, or rather they're looking at their, their Bruins season as kind of we were last year. Like, yeah, it was so cool that we went deep in the playoffs, but let's just get to the playoffs and see how far we can go. And they had the best season of all time and lost in the first round. So they're kind of like, call me when the playoffs are happening. and We'll figure it out from there. Uh, I didn't read the second part of Adam's question, which is, uh, he was writing, I'm writing this during the holiday season. So I'll give you a better question. The Rangers have the highest win percentage in the league and are tied for most wins. What is an unsuccessful playoff outcome looking like around the East? I feel like anything less than a a Stanley cup final appearance is a failure. How many teams in the league would the Rangers be betting, be betting underdogs against in a playoff series? I can't even imagine it's 1.5. The Bruins probably. Would be a better, uh, would be the favorite? Expecting the Rangers to be the last team standing in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, Eastern Conference period, always feels, it's just really hard. Um, They can't lose in the first round again. But it also depends on matchups. It's really hard for me to sit here and say, like the the Gallant years is one thing. We said they need to advance past, but we also said they needed to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round, and then we'll recalibrate from there. And we meant that two years ago. And then last year, with the way the Rangers built their team, it felt like they would not have been happy if they didn't make an Eastern Conference Finals, and we saw what happened. This year, I don't have the, God, this needs to be one of the last four teams standing, otherwise I'm going to lose my mind. I'm definitely in the, if they don't win a playoff series again, we're gonna have to relook. We're gonna have to look over this entire year and wonder whether it was all worth it. But I don't feel like if the Rangers beat whoever they beat in round one, and then lose a tightly contested round two, I don't think I'll be pissed, disappointed, but not pissed. I'm right there with you. It's a really weird year in the NHL. I think a lot of goaltending is suspect. A lot of good teams uh, are bad. That's true. And even even the good, good teams are getting exposed. I think Brooks wrote an article about this today, like the Christmas Rangers. Like, are they the best team in the NHL? I don't know. They're, they're flawed. They have flaws. They, but they find ways to win games, and they don't make it easy a lot of the time. 
but they might still be the best team in the NHL. And that, that goes a long way. I, I think a lot, we talked about this last year where the East um, kind of only had a couple teams we thought could go the whole way. And Florida Panthers, by the way, were not one of them that we mentioned, but the Panthers this year are good. Like, I think the Bruins could win it. The Maple Leafs could win it. The Panthers could win it. If you're counting out the Lightning, you're crazy. In the Metro, the Rangers could win it. And like, could the Hurricanes get it together? Maybe. But it's more. I'm more scared of the Atlantic than I am the Metro. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I, that's always been the case because the Atlantic has the Bruins, Maple Leafs, and Lightning. And I, if if you if you were to combine and just make it the Eastern Conference, the three teams I just listed would be top four teams, right? It would be the yep. Rangers and those three teams, which is again are- every time we bring up the stupidity that is how the NHL handles their playoffs. It's usually through the scope of the Atlantic because there's just no, one of those three teams is losing in the first round of the playoffs. Guaranteed. No matter what. what. And that's so stupid. Like it is again, those are four, three of the four best teams in the Eastern conference. We'd say pretty comfortably, whether you want to debate the Tampa Bay lightning, I'm there for it. I, I get it, but still you're not going lower than top six with those three teams. And I am promising you that one of them will not see the light of day in the second round. And it's usually the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Sorry, Leaf fans. I'm not sorry. Um, Fuck you. Most annoying fans in the league. So there you go. Uh, in the Metro, there's everything's a mess right now. It, like uh, the Islanders have more losses than wins. They're in second place. The Fl- Tortorella has the Flyers playing towards hockey. And guess what? It's working. Ove- somehow the Capitals are in fourth place and Ovechkin can't score a goal. Well, uh, and the, 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 the teams we thought would be the two best teams in the Metro not only do they not have a goalie, they don't have fucking goalies. And we said this before the season started. We said, you probably shouldn't be trusting Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt, regardless of what they did against the Rangers. Though with the Hurricanes, I think we thought they their goalie situation would be better than it is. But these are two teams desperate for a goalie. And they, it, they could get one. I, I just want to say, once again, I told Jeff and everybody on this podcast, had the Devils traded for Connor Hellebuck, they would have been the fucking Stanley Cup favorite, and I would have anointed them myself. And they said, Damn, we'll be fine. We'll and by the, way, fine. the Jets are 29-3. They are a good team. <laughs> yeah. Like you fuck, I, like, You're done fucked up. Yeah, and I mean, the Jets did, did what they did uh, for the right reason. They are figuring it out and are competing in the Central Division. So I can't believe uh, they didn't trade Shifley SMH. I was told they would, Ryan. I was told, I they, was would. told they would trade him for 50% retained, too, <laughs> which seems like pretty good. Uh, yeah, all right, back to questions, because I, I think we can go around the league for a long time there. Uh, this is from Bretley. So if the Devils' whole identity is hating the Rangers, how great is it that even the little brother to us in that regard? Because nobody hates this team more than us. It's true. Nobody hates the Rangers more than Ranger fans. True. Uh, nobody hates their own team more than their own team's fans. Because you have to look at that piece of shit every day. And you find, like again, you find a new flaw every day. Which is why Ranger fans have spent weeks complaining about Igor Shosturkin. Who, by the way, saved this team's ass in overtime. Uh, three times. Yeah. Three. Three. Just in case you're wondering. Uh, this is from Liv Laugh Lavi. Not live in the Vito Loco, different one. Uh, you, you're eating three, shit on that one, by the way. Yeah, I know. I've eaten a lot of poop recently. Mm. <laughs> damn, BSBOT, out of context. God damn it. Um, Liv Lavi asks, uh, for, for the standings, or rather, the new point <laughs> system, he's pretty much going to say, 
Uh, so I hate myself. He's pretty much going to say the soccer thing. Three points for a win in regulation, two points for a win in OT, one point for a tie, zero points for a loss. OT 3v3 should be 10 minutes shut in death. If after 10 minutes tied and then tie game where, thoughts. Where has the 3 2 1 system come from? Because it still sounds so fucking dumb to me. It should just be 3 1 0. Yeah. I, I, hockey fans love their 3 2 1 system, and I don't know why. You should the, never, you should never get fewer points for a win because it just came later. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. However, 3 1 0 is perfect. You are incentivizing teams to always go for it to three win three points more than one win you are accepting the fact that a shootout is dumb and if you play 10 minutes of overtime and don't have a winner just give each team a point it hurts both teams more times than not and you just simply shouldn't ever get a point for losing you lost you picked up an l that's a zero in every other sport I, I I've never understood three two one, especially when three one zero is right fucking there. It's not yeah. It's not like baseball teams get a point for going to tenth inning. It's not yeah. like it's basketball not like teams, teams. Basketball teams don't get a half a win because they went to overtime. I know it's really strange. Like I I don't get it. Yeah, you lost, dude. That's it. But also, basketball teams don't get half a win if they they don't get fewer points if they go to overtime. Right. That the the. The two wins, two points for an overtime win is nonsensical. And I don't know. And this is a lot of smart NHL fans. Ones we like are like, no, three, two, one's the way to go. I'm like, no, why are we bastard? If, if you are going to give fewer points for going to overtime, just get rid of fucking overtime. I think it's the, it's the fight against ties in America. Which is still good. We ties are great. There are times I feel. There are ties that feel like losses. I promise you, they feel like massive losses, and they ruin your entire Sunday. Uh, or Saturday is for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. How yesterday. did he hit the cross? It was a five on two, Ryan. Uh, I I kind of blame Ryan Gravenberch for running and fucking with him a little bit there. Anyway, it's a whole thing. He hit the fucking cross. He fucking yeeted that ball off a crossbar. I, Ryan shouldn't been running next to him. It's weird. It's strange. <laughs> It's like five on two. Trent Alexander Arnold is like, "What are you doing here, man? I'm just trying he's to." Get some- he's like, "Dude, I'm the golden boot here. Like, what are you doing? This is crazy." Uh, all right, uh, back to back to nonsense. Uh, this is for Jets Rangers one. Uh, the the question in summary is: Could you explain why Othman isn't getting any right wing time at Hartford? A future third line if Phil if Filipino comes back healthy at two C of Othman Vinny Cooley could be very intriguing. The same reason we we did this before. This is yeah, the same do. reason why baseball prospects stay at their primary position until they're absolutely ready to come up. Comfortable. Yeah, you get, you get them comfortable first. That's key number one. And then once they're comfortable and they've showed a dominance over the league, then you challenge them in a different way by moving them to a different position. You never, you never develop a prospect based on what you anticipate the needs of the major league club being. Step number one in developing the prospect is making sure the prospect has a mastery of the level in which you have them deployed. Once they show that mastery, then you pivot to, okay, the next step for this guy is coming up to the next level. Where does he need to play to be ready for that next level? That We're not, even at, we're not at that point yet with Offman. This is from Madame Fox 23. Oh my. Obviously, Panarin has been amazing this season, but do you guys think he'll be able to keep it come playoff time? What do you think the issue has been in the past and postseason? What do you think he needs to do to get it past this time around? Sometimes it's more than 
uh, two seasons ago, he legitimately had an injury and he was playing through it. It was a back injury and it was really fucking with his game. Uh, last season, I think there was a real big part of Gerard Gallant and coaching against Artemi Panarin and not letting him get free. I think Panarin knows this is sort of one of his last rodeos in shots at the playoffs. Uh, I'm, I'm particularly not worried this year. I'm really not. Well, it's also just a hard question to answer. It's like if someone asked me what I think Clayton Kershaw needs to do to finally be good in the postseason. Pitch, pitch better. Pitch better? Like, <laughs> yeah, what does our, our Temi Pinner need to do to be better in the postseason? Way better. Way better. Uh, better. I, I say this. I've never felt more confident in the line and on he's, that he's playing on where something would have to go tragically wrong or someone has to get hurt for it to not be Trocek and Lafreniere playing next to him. We've already seen Lafreniere shine in a playoff series. And I do think the playoffs are when Trocek fucking. That's eats. his jam, bro. Yeah. That's his jam. He gets to be the biggest piece of shit in the entire world in the playoffs and, and not get call... penalized for it. Yeah. Refs don't call anything on him. Yeah. He's going to so be Panarin, really good at it. Panarin in my eyes is in the best position he could possibly be in because he's playing great and his line mates are playing great and his line mates are going to give something different that he's never played with in the postseason before. Um, but yeah, yeah he also just, if he plays better, I'm sure he'll be better. And if Heedle does come back, he will be on that third line. And that's, that's a big if at this point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was a report last week that he went to go see another concussion doctor. Um, so we will stay tuned with how Heedle's doing. Mm. Um, this is from TSE1231. I probably said that wrong. I, you anyway. probably said the numbers wrong? I just probably it should have been something else. It's 1231 or something. Whatever. Asked... <laughs> Uh, 1,231, actually. Is what yeah, there you go. Asked before we got missed, is there actually a quick redemption arc timeline where we beat LAK in the final? There's not, because he, unless Igor is hurt, he's never playing. Yeah. Also... He's never playing. Like, yeah, it's cool for him to be on the bench, but... I, don't, I just don't know how much redeeming quick needs. The Kings paid him handsomely. He won two cups. He won them. two cups for them. And it's not like... To me, a redemption has to be... You got cast away for the wrong reasons. And then you came to another team and you beat them. Yeah. The Kings were right to move on from Jonathan Quick. I it, it's I don't I don't think we could be like I don't think the Kings are kicking themselves because Jonathan Quick has found Benoit a layer. I think you just chalk that one up as uh that coach good. Yeah, he found Benoit a layer. Great job. <laughs> yeah. I Great. I think Quick got his against the Kings this season, and that's what he wanted, and that's what he got. And I don't think it needs to go much deeper than that. Uh, this, this is from Mr. Bang Bang. Oh. I was, I was looking at the Rangers' all-time points leaders and saw Mika 13th at 488 and Fox sitting at 55th with 257. Oh, God. Could we see one of them take all-time point leader title in order for <laughs> Mika to pull this off? No, by the way. Uh, I mean, Fox, it, it's possible because he's so young still. Fox could do it. Mika, no. Uh, it, it, in order for Mika to pull this off by the end of his contract, he would need to get a, another point this season. Would be eighty-eight points a season. For Fox to do this, let's say he stays a Ranger until he's thirty-five, he would need to average seventy-six a season. Do you think it's possible? I think Fox could do it. Yeah, I think I mean, Fox could do it. I don't think Fox is going to average fewer than seventy-five points a season until he's about thirty-six. Yeah, he's just, and even then, his game's going to be exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> his game, it's not like he's a very flashy player. He's not. No, Adam Fox. I, God, I just envisioning all the power play point money he's going to win me over the next 10 years. It's going to be great. Uh, this is from Euro Francis. I have a tentative trip booked with friends for the second week of June. Do you think I'm getting too far ahead of myself? No, I literally had to schedule my honeymoon around 
Ranger season. Here's my thing. I think you're getting too ahead of yourself by making plans for June. That's <laughs> I, I'm listen, I'm all for I get it. The earlier you book a flight, the better, for sure. I know what I'm doing in January. Right. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing in February. I think I have one weekend planned in February. And then March, March might as well be 2035 for me. I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> People who make plans six months out, God bless you. I have. Yeah, if you could do. Yeah. I don't, I, I just, do I don't know where I'm going to be in, in my life at that point. I could be anywhere. I could be dead. And I've booked a trip for when I'm dead. I don't want to do that. That's a waste. Um, this is from Matt Jackson. Now we're going to the to the Twitter questions I asked for this morning. Oh god, we've talked a lot about your concern about regarding the team. Oh, sorry, what your concern about regarding the team? I'll flip that on its head. Rank the top three things you're least concerned about. Igor Shosturkin, <laughs> which is why we were always angry that people were angry about Igor Shosturkin. The coaching staff. Yeah, not concerned there. The team. <laughs> the overall team. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't know. It's a lot harder for me to... Th- it. Uh, let me flip Matt Jackson's question on its head. What mm-hmm. are the three things I'm most concerned about? And why is it just Phil Heedle? That's it. Yeah, the answer is just Philip Heedle's health. That's it. Everything else is going according to plan, if you ask me. If not better than planned. Yeah, it's it's sort of and this this next question is about Heedle, so it's from Robert Jordan. If we can get anything at the deadline, Drury gets a center considering Heedle's future is so uncertain and the lack of team and team op, op, options. Like I'm not sure they're going to go for a center anyway. I I don't I I, I don't know. I it would make to me a lot of questions about acquisitions, of course. To me, it would make the most sense to get a center because I do think you are overexposing Nick Benino at this point. Um, you are, but at yeah, the that's same, not, that's not fair to Benino, but yeah, yeah. And again, it's not that I, I it's just, it's just that we're, the Rangers are currently asking Benino to do more than they wanted to ask Benino to do when they signed him. It's not that he's, he's not playing the way I want him to, but I didn't expect him to come in and be a 20 goal scorer. And I just think you need as much as I enjoy the fourth line. I don't see, Jimmy VC might score 20 goals. So this is going to completely make me look like a fool, but in the bottom six right now, it's really the Jimmy VC show. And I think if you go out and acquire another center, not, not, it doesn't even have to be the world's greatest center. Someone on the level of like Evan Rodriguez, right? Or Rodriguez. What? Is, I, yeah, I remember, you're frying it. Hell yeah. No, 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 no. They pronounce his name differently multiple times. Okay. And it's spelled okay. with a fucking S instead of a Z. I don't know. Fucking decide what it is, Evan, if that's even <laughs> your name. Um, but I, they just, they need, something in that bottom six and this isn't you know i i just think you need to find a way to get bonino back on his previously scheduled line and the only way to do that is with an outside addition the rangers do not have a center waiting in hartford uh and you know i don't i'm not asking for barclay goodrow to move up i don't i don't think that's the answer here so to me they need a bottom six center which Probably going to cost them like a third round pick, something along those lines. Doesn't have to be a flashy addition. That's why the people that are like Gensel, Lindholm, Duclair, chill. The Rangers don't need flash. The Rangers did a lot of flash last year. This year, they just need someone in the Tyler Mott role that plays center. That's what they need. 
They can make a big acquisition if Heedle doesn't return back this year, and or only. But they don't back need a the big aqu- acquisition. They can do it though. Is what I'm saying. Cool. It's possible. They, you, <laughs> it's possible. That's nice. That's all I'm saying. They don't need it. They they shouldn't they, go out and get it. What 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 does bringing in Jake Gensel do for this Ranger team? What what does that oh, actually I, do? Oh, I don't know. I legit. He, I, Jake Gensel's been struggling in some ways, so I, I'm not sure he would be the uh, Lindholm is the one is the one. That I would go after if it was possible. You don't need them. You don't. You're right. But if they have that cap space, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? Back. Just listen to the first thing you say. Stop saying "but." Fine, fine. <laughs> they, well, if you bring in Lindholm, you bring. You're going to trade up all those assets, a first round pick plus, to get Elias Lindholm and have him play 12 minutes a night. Fair. Like what? What are, but, what are you doing? Like you're right. He would be on the third line. He'd be oh, he'd or, be on the third line. He wouldn't be on the top power play unit. He wouldn't even be on the top penalty kill unit. Why do you get? Why are you trading all those assets to get a really good third center that you're not playing? Well, meanwhile, you could probably get cheaper depth pieces again. If, if this is assuming if Heedle is not coming back, yeah. The role that we are trying to fill for the New York Rangers here is 13 minutes a night. I need a reliable center who's sound defensively and provides more offensive upside than Nick Benino for 13 minutes a night. You also have to see if Wheeler's legs stay this way. That's the other... But you, then, but you, you have internal you have internal way. options for Wheeler. That is true. His name's Brennan Othman. We already talked about him on the show. The Rangers don't have an internal option down the middle. They lack one. But people saying that they want to go big fish hunting, you're overcompensating. That would It would be like... What's a, what's a good baseball trade equivalent to this? Where like a team needs a fourth starter, but they go out and trade like for Snell? like a elite reliever instead. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like I, like, I need a guy to give me five innings a night. It's kind of like what the Phillies did last year. They, they went out and they were, they got Michael Lorenzen and he didn't do shit in the playoffs. Bro. Yeah. But they probably should have just got a bullpen. Arm you see the Padres signed Yuki Matsui to a five-year deal. That was a little weird, wasn't it? It's odd. It wasn't a even a high odd. value. It's a five-year, $28 million. It's a little, little strange. I, what's going on? Oh, I also didn't realize how fucking small he is. It's crazy. Uh, this is from... This next question is from uh, Nick Bauer. Over or under... We've kind of answered this question before. 4.5 players who are currently in the organization that wind up getting their jersey retired. What? Uh, Four and yes. a half? So I need if I need five guys getting their numbers retired. If first of all, yeah, the numbers should be three point five, and it, it and it all really depends on Panarin. And I think it all Panarin depends on if they gets, win a cup. I was going to say it only. It, I think Panarin only goes up if they win a cup. Kreider's going up, guaranteed. Kreider's go, it's a lock. Fox Mika is Fox, questionable. Fox, something has to happen for it not to happen. That's correct. Fox is you might as well put him up there right now. So that's two. Uh, and, and then, then I think everybody. I, I think everyone else is cup dependent. Yeah, I, I don't think Igor gets up there. Unless they win a cup, and he's great. Yeah, if Igor, if if Igor the, wins a cup, if, he's up there. So, Fox and Kreider, for sure. Then it's, if they won a cup, who won the Smite for sure. And if they won a cup, probably Panarin. Yep, Mika, and Mika gets up there as well. Mika would have to be if he scored an important goal or three. I don't, I, I think the path for Mika is harder. He does feel least likely. Yeah, I think Panarin actually feels the least of them all, well, which is weird. Well, I mean, Panarin's the richest contract this team has given out to a free agent. That, so that puts him in another class immediately. 
I know, but it just feels like he doesn't get the. We don't ever really get like the Panarin up in the rafters question, like ever. Okay, well, <laughs> because he's a he's a mercenary. Yeah, because he's not a homegrown ranger. Neither so is me. A little different. Yeah, I know, but he might as well have been. No, no, we, no. That's not how it works. Fox might as well have been. Fox made his <laughs> NHL debut with the Rangers. That one he might as been. Because Benajet had full seasons with the Senators, buddy. Like he, that's true. He played with them. Uh, this this next question kind of goes to that. Do you think Kreider plays the rest of his career as a Ranger? I think he tries. I think he tries really hard. The only way he does it is if the Rangers move him, I think. Yeah, I think he'll probably... I don't know if he'll... He might be one of those guys that just retires after the contract's over. He might be one of those guys that just retires with five years left on a contract. He's a we fucking weirdo, man. It's Chris Kreider, man. What do you, what do you want from me? Uh, this is from Steven Richards. Does Kako get traded at the deadline? No. Don't see a spot for him anymore. Cool. With the way you're playing. No. This, you no. He's, he's too cheap, bro. He's too cheap. Not just that. What What are you trading him for? Like, this is... Why? Oh, my God. I just... The fan... This isn't... I don't mean... It was his name. Steve? Yes. Cool. Don't mean to yell at you, Steve. But I'm going to yell at you and use you as a vessel for other idiots that would ask this question. Um, why? In this asset-based world, analytically-based world we live in, would you trade a player on a expiring restricted free agent contract at his absolute lowest value? And also, Ryan, why, if you are the acquiring team, would you want that asset right now when you know you could get that asset for even less in the summer? Yes. Uh, I, I think... I think- Teams aren't going to pay up for Kaka what you think they would at all. I just, I really don't. Adding, uh, Ranger, uh, Ranger fans, all sports fans, they do this weird thing where they decide that their depressed asset is no good for their team, so they want to trade them off. But then they refuse to realize that it's a depressed asset. So when I say, if you wanted to trade Kappa Kaka right now, you'd be lucky to get a second round pick, a Ranger fan would be like, no, bro, come on. At least the first, either he stinks or he doesn't, people who say these things. If you say he stinks, you're not getting Jake Gensel. So if he's good and you would get Jake Gensel for him, why are you trading him? You see this catch-22 that you're running into here? This is from Craig. Oh, hi, Craig. Uh, uh, is anyone going to address the fact that the French bread line may create a shit ton of chances, but is also too bad a lot of these chances are for the opponent? What? you say So pretty much... You're saying that <laughs> they're so good offensively that when they fail offensively, they create an odd man run, uh, rush defensively. So maybe yeah, they, they should do. stop being good offensively. No, they, no, that's the question. That yes. maybe if they were less good offensively, they'd be less bad defensively. That's the question. Maybe if they were less aggressive, they'd let up less. Like yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, there's a reason. Like I know they've been on a, a nine game no scoring streak for five v five that that line. But they are still electric. They, they are still, still the Rangers' best. They're still the Rangers' best line. It doesn't matter what, how Mika basis. is playing right now. It does not matter. That line is the best line on that. Yeah, this this is like you know, if you throw the ball less, you'll commit less interceptions. This is from a average sports fan. When are the Rangers going to be exposed? I think we're in the middle of the pack at five v five on offense and defense. Something has got to give, or will things even out? We get our two forwards back plus the deadline piece. I fucking love these people. The Rangers are the best team in the National Hockey League, and, the, and fans are like, when are we going to suck? It's like, mm-hmm. buddy, it's fucking Christmas. 
Like, go outside. Do something. Make a snow angel. Jesus Christ. I just, uh, it's the amount of people that this is, I've, I've gone on this rant before. Sports fandom to a certain extent now is people wanting so desperately to be, be the first, first person to say, I told you so. Fuck you. That is such a miserable way to live your life. Stop watching sports. I, I encourage people like this to try a certain uh, hard drug. <laughs> I'm not going to say that on the main show, but I'm yeah, saying would, give me $5 and then heed my advice that I gave you on OT. Um, this is final question we'll ask from Abolish Capitalism. Strong stance. Um, where is the level of concern with Heedle's return and his career at this point? He still hasn't progressed beyond skating on his own. I mean, it's, it's concerning, for sure. It's extremely concerning. I would say I'm about an 8 out of 10. Uh, the reports that he's going to see a concussion doctor, obviously the head injuries are really, really... I like how you keep calling it a concussion doctor and not a neurologist. Yeah, well, the same thing. And, um, <laughs> is it? I guess I've, I had to see a lot of neurologists in the last year for that I, stupid. My legs aren't working thing. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I ha- I've had two concussions in my life. Both were devastating and terrible. Can I tell you about the first concussion I got in my life? Yeah, I please. think I've done this on the show. If not, I'll do it now. It was in third grade. Uh, third grade is popular in Westport, Connecticut. Uh, shout the out, concussions? shout out long lots elementary school where the, I don't know if it's still around. I'd be shocked if it is, we live in a much more, uh, online society. Let's put it that way at this point in time. But third grade is the year you go to the garbage museum and it is the <laughs> creme de la creme of field trips. Every year in elementary school, you're told from the, from the people that are above you that there's one field trip you look forward to every year. And in the third grade, it is the garbage museum. Everyone's fucking yammed to the nines. They are ready to go. Teacher asks the boys to all go to the bathroom before getting on the bus because the last thing anybody needs is a third grader that has to piss. Uh, so we all literally run to the bathroom, including Greg, runs to the bathroom. For whatever reason in this bathroom, these stall doors swing outward instead of inward. Uh, so it's the garbage museum, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. This is at Longlots, the elementary school. Oh, okay, sorry. I think my injury is the reason why stall doors now swing inward and not outward. So I... What did you guys get paid off for that lawsuit? Any good? <laughs> I run into the bathroom, full speed kid swings a stall door open ryan it was a cartoon i went so hard into that stall door the biggest i think they heard the thunk from me hitting that door all the way back in the classroom had a welt the size of a golf ball on my head it was bleeding my mom who was never a chaperone on field trips for the exact reason of she had one third grade boy she didn't want to have to deal with 15 others smart on her behalf uh, was like, oh, you're not going on this trip. You're concussed. And I'm like, the fuck do you mean I'm not going on this trip? She's like, no, we're going home. And I was like, this is bullshit. And then Peggy Kaplan, God bless the woman, takes me home, lets me sit on a couch. I can't watch TV because I'm concussed, so a screen can't be on. I am sitting on a couch, staring at a ceiling with ice on my head, and then she goes, okay. They should be coming back from the field trip. Let's go back to school. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Not only did you not let me go on the field trip, but you're sending me back to school now that the field trip's over? I'm either too concussed to learn on a field trip or too con- or not concussed at all and should have been on the field trip. You are not middling this. And she's like, these are big words you're using for third grade. When did you learn them? I was like, I still don't know what nine times four is, but I know I'm getting fucked. And I just, I... 
That was number. That was concussion number one. Incredible. Hated every second uh, of it. My first concussion. I'll, it's, it's not a similar story, but it's very quick. Uh, I was told to play catcher. I did not wear a mask. You're the a guy fucking idiot. Swung the bat into my skull. You're an idiot. Yeah, I was like seven or eight. Yeah, you're an um, idiot. Yep, yep. Uh, that explains a lot about why I can't read. And then, <laughs> uh, it's also your dad probably saw that happen. Was like, I'm fucking out. Fuck this. Yeah, he's like, oh, God, no hope. That's for this it for kid. sports. Yeah. That's it for sports. No hope <laughs> for this it. idiot. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, he already left. Anyway, um, well, yeah, John uh, Franco. He had a lot. Of, John Franco's your dad at this point, right? I hate that guy, <laughs> and I so much. I was I was moving obviously, and I found the picture of John Franco. It was very sad. You know, I still um, have a pile of John Franco baseball cards on my desk that I've been meaning to send you. Thank you. I really appreciate that about you. Yeah. You guys are great. Uh, in summary, yes, we are abolish capitalism. We are concerned about Filipino. Yes, my second concussion mm-hmm. that I can remember. I I must have had more than this because I did play catcher in high school too. The second I did get one first week of Marist freshman year because. Machismo took over, and our touch football game became tackle football. And I dove for the end zone, and some kid's forehead went through my mouth. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he <laughs> had not... he had a bite mark from my teeth in his forehead. My uh, we'll do my second concussion as well since we're doing this. Yeah. This uh, Merry Christmas. Um, I uh, was getting babysitted next door. I used to live in a, like a weird barn. Ba- babysitted. Babysitted. Babysat. Yeah. Babysat. Anyway, babysitted. Uh, mom, you think the word is my... actually babysitted? My mom dropped me off, <laughs> and uh, there, I it was. I lived in a pretty, uh, let's say, not so high class place. So the the stairs weren't really. Uh, how do I put this? They were kind of like nailed to the wall. Oh not, really like a, not really like a. Not really a bar next to you falling off. So I was playing Pokemon Silver as you do as you run up the stairs. That's the last thing I remember. Uh-huh. And then the next next thing I remember was uh, waking up on a couch and not really knowing how to see. Couldn't really see too much. Turns out. I fell down the stairs, hit a toolbox, and Mm. then my mom, for some reason, and this is the part you're going to enjoy, Greg, uh, for some reason, was about to go to work, was late, decided to come back and check on me, found me on the floor uh, having a seizure, thought I was kidding, promptly kicked me, (laughs) (laughs) and said, get up, I'm late for work. She found out I wasn't kidding. Mm. There you go. So now I can't read. (laughs) Today I learned Ryan grew up poor. Yeah. (laughs) Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I grew up upper middle class. Uh, which means yeah. I went back to school when I got concussions. <laughs> and yeah. To this day, I I, I don't know why. Uh, I remember that so vividly. My mom just being like, we're going back. And I'm like, back where? To the doctor? Where? I'm concussed. You didn't let me go All on right. a field trip. I was every, Everybody comes back with the garbage museum with race cars they made out of garbage. It's the coolest I, thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Kid, that's and awesome. all these fucking dork third grade boys come running back in with, my carries a plane, baby bear. And I'm like, right. cool, man. I'm bleeding uh, from the skull. I have concussion. This bullshit. I ended up going to the ICU because I didn't. I woke up and didn't know who I was. Mm. So that, that was fun. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever done that. But did you get robbed at gunpoint by Joe Binks? Full circle, baby. This has been BSBOT. It's not OT. Not really. It's our main Shit. show. <laughs> it's the main show. Uh, Hey, any, any, th- you don't have any Yamamoto thoughts? We don't want to do Yamamoto at all before we, we call it. We called it was the Dodgers, didn't we? We said it last week. Oh, we were like, he's going to the Dodgers. I specifically said it wasn't the Mets. I know that yes. to be sure. They tried their hardest. The Mets aren't going to do anything else. You, and that's it. Did you see the Otani story today? The Porsche for Joe Kelly? Joe Kelly's wife. Yes. I mean, get your girl. It's amazing. Just the, by, by Sheila, the, um, God, the other guys. It's just so, it, other guys can inform you about society in every st- which way 
Otani wants to fuck Joe Kelly's wife is the only <laughs> thing I get from this. Look, he's just being a nice guy. Otani oh, he is, wants uh... to be a real nice guy, Ryan. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go that far. Well, that being said, he is. He bought her a Porsche. <laughs> Joe Kelly somehow winds up in every major baseball season having a big story about him. And it's Don't usually because he's a Dodger. I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. He is. But we, the name Joe Kelly means too much to a baseball fan, which is ridiculous. This is a middle reliever who is not even a really good middle reliever. No. He's entertaining as hell, though. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers are good. Shocker, surprise. Not even uh, whether fourth in payroll now. Awesome. Yeah, they're somehow so, still the Mets are above the Cohen tax and the Dodgers aren't. Do you think the Mets try and reset? I was thinking about this today. Well, they're not going to sign anybody. I did a whole podcast about this with no, our I friends know, Dan but, and Tom. But are, you think they're going to reset and try and like get below the threshold before they go crazy? Well, they again? can't. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know if you know this. They're still. I think they're paying something of like sixty-eight million dollars this year to Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Oh, that seems bad. I don't think it's bad at all. They got a lot of good prospects for those two bums, and Scherzer's not pitched until July. Yep. So, okay. I no, they the Mets are in a position. How do you reset? They're trading Francisco Lindor? No, they're not doing that. So they're That's not sure. resetting because they haven't signed anyone, Ryan, and they're not below the threshold. They traded yeah. for Adrian Hauser, and people are like, oh, Jesus, we're on a fifth threshold that, now. I think you're kind of like have the team now. That's sort of They it. still need a, They need at least one starting pitcher, and they'll get one. Uh, Lucas Giolito. I, you, I want that trade back. He's so bad. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, they're going to sign a starting pitcher. They're going to continue to sign about 12 guys to minor league deals for the bullpen. Uh, yep. One of which, hopefully, eventually is a left-hander. And They'll then raise it. they need one more bat. And the bat's going to be interesting because either, hopefully, pray to God, the bat can play third base so Brett Beatty doesn't have to. But they need a bat. I think the Yankees are done, too. Well, they got Jordan Vivas, baby. They're good to go. I don't know. Like, I, 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 it's funny. I don't know who the teams on Bellinger is. I don't know who oh, wants uh, it. Yeah, it sucks to be Bellinger. Because the pitchers are going to get paid. Snell's going to get his. Montgomery's going to get his. The Yankees are going to sign one of these guys high end or trade for one of these guys high. Well, they're probably not making a second trade. Like Dylan Cease is still going to get moved for something good. Uh, <laughs> who, I, the Cubs? The Cubs made it sound like they wanted to spend money before the winter started. And they haven't on anybody. And he was a Cub. And he was a Cub. So I, I guess he he's going in, back to the Cubs. I think it's Toronto or the Cubs. Those are the only two players that, the only two teams that I think sign him. God, remember when Toronto thought they were getting Otani? I guess the Giants like could theoretically go after Cody Bellinger. Well, they just signed, weird. they signed Lee. I know, but they, they, need, another, they need more. You're, you're <laughs> saying you'd him. rather have Cody Bellinger than Michael Conforto? I would actually, yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. Strange. Strange. That's crazy. All right, happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for listening. We might have a special guest next week. What? I'm not going to say who it is. We may. We may have. You know who it is. I do? I told you already. I sent you the text. Sent you oh, the text. no, he's not going to come on next week. I thought he was going to plant the seed next week. No, it's come on next week. Oh. Next Monday. Huh. I thought, Supposedly. oh. Oh, my. So I will be following up on that. New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's Day we'll be recording. Sorry. Mm. So. All right. ah, we're recording a podcast New Year's Day. That sucks, right? Oh, God. At least at night, right? Yeah, at night. Yeah, because I would like to be hungover in the morning. That is correct. Unless this guest needs 30 minutes, then we'll figure oh, it out. Oh, Jesus. I, I'll yell. I know. No, actually, I hope, I hope he does need to do the morning. I can just be a dick the entire time. <laughs> he does listen. So. That's, that's fine. I'm, right. he'll, he'll hear this part and just be like, well, now it's definitely going to be 930. And I'm going to get up there. And I'm going to be like, you fucking, you look good. But fuck you. You look good. 
All right. Well, we're not going to say it just in case it doesn't happen. So, uh, but otherwise, we'll figure it out. Love you guys. Have a happy holiday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, for the last time in 2023, I am going to thank all the NHL Insider Club members for their contributions and the way they support this podcast because it makes this show possible every single week. And without them and the other Patreon subscribers, we wouldn't be here. Thank you to all over 1,400 of you that support this show. It is actually mind-boggling that this happens, and I'll talk a little bit about 2023 in review after I read all these wonderful NHL Insider Club members' names and mispronounce some in a way that only I can. Adam Cassie, Adam Cohen, Adam Cortulo, Adam Keach, Alex Flynn, Alex Gardner, Amber Cohensberger, Andrew Ronner, Anthony Gray, Anthony Montoro, Anthony Tedegretta, Ari Zanger, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Bill Allison, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Brett Granger, Bill, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Doherty, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Brian Farrell, Cassidy, Cassidy, Rollman, Cizé. That's wrong. Chris Vanelli, Chris Howard, CJ Seller, and Connor Damage, Daniel Delaney, Daniel Zinn, David Narodin, David Siegel, Dan, DJ Banana Jazz, Dylan Brett Schneider, not Burr Schneider, Eric Stagg, Garrett Randis, Greg, Gretzky McFly, Harrison Hasco, Hell, Vanilla, Hip 59, Jack Bagley, Jack Grogan, Jack Helium, Jake Keith, two first names, James Masker, uh, Jerry Marquez, Joseph Stumer, Jason Zabraski, Jamie Mack, Jim Darn Hardesty, John Shea, Jonathan Dundercock. Dundercock. Wow, that's the first time I've ever mispronounced that one. Jordan, Josh Kessabom, Josh White, Chris, uh, Chris Florida, Cried or Die, Lee Plummer, Leszek Gronowski, Lou Giordano, Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Kine, Meatball the Cat, Mike, Mike Koenig, Mike, Mike Bucklaw, Mike Mancuzu, Mike Pasternak, Nate Hanafy, Neil Grover, Pons for Prez, Nicholas DiNicola, Other Slash, Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Pavel, good luck, my friend, Phoenix Ignition, PJ Sparrow, Randy Tesser, Ryan Watch Miracle, yeah, 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 yeah. Swangart, The Drop, BK, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Tedeschi, Tommy O'Neill, Tony Gregory, Tori from Manhattan, Vinny Bracco, Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. Bark, did bark, 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 bark. 2023 in the books. That's right. That's what the Mets, that's what the Mets say, right? I'm not a Mets guy, but I think that's what they say. Put in the books. We did it. Uh, weird year for the Rangers, just overall. Just recapping. Uh, this time last year, the Rangers were kind of cruising. I mean, they were third place in the Metro. Their things were good. Uh, and then they ended up trading for Tarasenko and Kane. Uh, Kane, a guy that's going to end up popping up on my timeline no matter what I do the rest of the year. Super fun. But on paper, they were their most talented team. Probably the most talented Ranger team we'd ever seen. Uh, legitimately. Just top to bottom. The pieces didn't fit the way we wanted. And uh, things got burned out and didn't have a coaching staff. And... Ends up in a first-round exit, especially with the way the first couple games have played. This year feels entirely different. Uh, team seems just better top to bottom. Uh, I know that there's not uh, the players that we wanted to succeed this year, Heedle and Kako. Kako had a uh, terrible injury. Heedle has a head injury, as you guys all know. We talked about it, but wanted to really see them take a step forward this year. But the rest of the team has been phenomenal. And the vibes are different. I thought the vibes were off last year. I kind of pressed everybody I knew on this constantly. Like, hey, the locker room seems weird. Everything seems off. Everything seems as good as it can get right now. As good as it can get. And that's really all you can ask for. Uh, and again, be sappy real quick. Thank you so much for all the support this year. Uh, it means the world to us. I'm hoping we can kick off 2024 right. And I'm hoping 2024 might be the year. I won't say it, but I'm... Boy, boy, I want it so bad. All I want for Christmas is that one thing. It's like, I know it's going to be one of the happiest days of my life. If not, it's probably top three. It'll, it'll definitely be in the top three. It'll be, 
Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's top three. I'm not going to make comparisons here. Anyway, have a wonderful holiday. Have a happy new year. Stay safe out there. Do not do anything stupid. Do stupid things, but responsibly. You know how this goes. And I'm trying, I'm not trying to say like one of those ads, like, you know, do this responsibly. Do these terrible things responsibly. Just don't be a, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. You know what to do. And uh, you guys got this. All right. Love you guys. Happy holidays. Talk soon.